sleep paralysis this morning. You told me. Okay, I'm sorry. I've told everyone. It just really sucked. I don't really know what that is, but... It's like when you go into REM sleep, it can be either, like... It's generally, like, when you're either taking a nap or, like, when your circadian rhythm is off. <laughs> um, or, like, when you're, like, going back to sleep or something. And you're trying to fall asleep and it's, like, not your normal, like, routinely sleeping habits. Like, you'll either be falling asleep or, like, waking up. And when you're, in, like, you know, like... When your sleep habits are fucked up, like, sometimes you'll immediately go into, like, dreaming. Mm-hmm. And you're in that, like, REM sleep. And basically in REM sleep, your body goes temporarily, like, or your body will temporarily, like, paralyze yourself. And it's, mm-hmm. no, that's, like, a legit thing. Like, it does that regardless. It does that to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I learned about that in my sleep, in my dream study. But, but sleep paralysis is, like, when you wake up from that REM sleep abruptly, but you're, like, you're conscious and you're awake, but you can't move. And that happens to me, like, every once in a while. And it happened to me this morning where I, it happened for me 30 minutes, like, for 30 minutes. I was, like, exhausted and trying to fall asleep at 6 a.m. And every time I'd fall asleep, I'd, like, wake up, like, immediately, like, to the feeling. Because, like, it also, it's, like, you know those things at the amusement park that, like, you stay up against the wall and they, like, spin? It's, like, the G-Force thing and the floor drops. It feels like that. Like, you can, I felt like that, because sometimes I'll, like, try to, like, lean into it and see if I can just, like, let it, like, run its course and, like, see if I can still just, like, fall asleep. Um, and so I'd just, like, like, lean into it, I guess. But when that ha- would happen, I'd get, like, a swoosh, like, feeling around me, like, I'm, like, spinning, kind of. And I'm, like, like, stuck to my bed. And you can't, it's tightest around your, like, chest and your upper body, so you can't, like, move your head or anything. Or, like, open your eyes. I, I don't actually know if I can open my eyes. But you can't, like, open your mouth or anything. Um, and you can't move. And then, obviously, when you're aware that you can't move, you want to move more. Um, and it's also, you know, like, a sleep paralysis demon. It's usually, because it's usually accompanied by, like, hallucinations. Whether it be visual or auditory. And I had auditory hallucinations this morning for the first time. I like felt something like whispering in my ear. It was really creepy. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen again tonight. It's because I fell asleep at like nine thirty, and then woke up at three a.m. and then stayed on my phone for an hour, and then tried to go back to sleep around five, and tried to fall asleep for an hour, and just kept on doing sleep paralysis. So, and then I stayed up for an hour, and then I fell asleep. Okay. Okay, guys, welcome back. To another episode of my crime diary. With my crime your diary. Hosts, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, with your host Marcus, with your hosts Marcus and Aubrey. I really don't like this like filling the blank thing that we do. To be honest, oh, I feel a little awkward about it. So, how has your week been, Aubrey? Well, you've heard me rant about it for the past hour now. Um, crappy. It's been great. Okay. So this week's story is... is <laughs> Let's girl... get into it. We're covering Colleen... Wait, this is commitment. For our bubbling and bursting cry. Probably could have come up with other words to sensationalize and bubbling and bursting. My bad. <laughs> 
right. Sorry if I sniffle through this. I'll try to not. Marcus will edit it out. So we're covering the story <laughs> of Colleen Stan, a.k.a. the girl in the little box. Just the girl in the box. Trigger warning to people. This story does contain... Don't say it like that. Say for real. The story does contain graphic descriptions of rape and torture. Okay. Viewer discretion is advised. It's actually Audio, a very horrific case. Auditory listeners advise. Those are the only kind of listeners. Well, isn't it usually viewer discretion is advised? Audioral, <laughs> audioral listening is advised. Auditory, I think. Auditory oh, yeah. discretion is advised. Discretion, yeah. But it's like, it's listener's discretion is advised. It's viewer discretion. Anyways, it is a very, obviously, furious, but like it's a very, actually horrific case. When I was researching it for the first time, <laughs> dying! Like, I actually don't know how this woman is alive and well today, but... She is alive today. Yep, that's why I said that. Anyway, <laughs> so our story is going to start off in May of 1977. That's the year my mom was born. Hi, Brandy. Peace, love, Brandy. <laughs> Are you going to keep that in? Yes. <laughs> She's going to be like, oh my god. I was shouted out. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Oh, well, also the... Marcus. Anyway, also the mm -hmm. sources for this week's episode are in the description. No. Yeah, I was about to say, please don't listen. Yes. So, Colleen was walking down this road, and she was hitchhiking, which was a very common thing to do back in that time, which... Was she going to, like, a birthday party or something? Yes, she was, Aubrey. Also, guys, I'm not as, um... Familiar with this case as I was the last one. I am familiar with it, but I, the details, not entirely positive. Um, so, Marks is gonna take the ring. But if I'm asking questions, that's why. Because that's gonna happen throughout. So. Why'd you just like hide? You just. Because <laughs> I'm feeling like <laughs> bashful. <laughs> bashful is a fun word. Okay. Anyway, hitchhiking, very common back then. Though now it would, it's very uncommon, I feel I don't like. I about very. It just depends on where you are, I feel like. I mean, no one's, like, hitchhiking, like, where we're from, but... I guess people are, but, like, you're probably going to be, like, trafficked more likely than not if you do that, so... Do y'all know yes, DFW? Sir. Not that we live there. But DFW is <laughs> one of the most, like, high-traffic areas in the nation. Oh, that's a really people? neat fact. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. No, good thing we don't. That mm -hmm. Target by Cows <laughs> <laughs> is like very bad. So the is city the one view one? The what? The city view one? Uh, yeah. And yeah. so she was hitchhiking in Eugene, wait, wait, Oregon. Wait, re say that, re say that, re say that. 
So Colleen was hitchhiking from Eugene, Oregon, and she was heading to somewhere in Northern California for said birthday party. Yeah, and didn't she skip, like, multiple cars or, like, let multiple cars pass by? And she had, oh, she had hitchhiked the whole way up to this point. She had taken, like, multiple, like, rides up to this yeah. point. And then, and then this particular like, ride. Wait, go ahead. Then, so on this one, she was, like, she already let two cars come. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, nah, they seem kind of sketch. And so, or sussy baka. No, and that is so. I have to get it in every episode. You really don't. It <laughs> pains me. It must pain somebody else to listen to. Too. And so, the first two cars, she was like, "Nah, not my vibe." And so then this third one, she came. Um, it was a van. That was the one that she was like, "Yes, no." Yes, it was a blue but to be van, fair, and she was in. Yeah, it was a blue van in Red Bluff, California. That's where she was. And there was a man, and then a woman, and then a baby in the back. And it was, like, older couple, right? Slightly older? No. Oh, JK, not an older couple. What was that song? It's like, always trust the man in the big white van. He's got candy inside and wants to touch you inside. I have no idea what you're talking about. Thank God. Anyway, Colleen was like, Oh, this one seems nice. So she was like, you know what? I'll go off with them. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, bad idea. Yeah. Hey, um, I don't know if you can hear this, but there is like some, okay. It's almost done. There's a truck backing up. There's like in my, I didn't know if you wanted that in there. So I was going to just okay. stop you. Okay. Continue. So. So the man driving was 23-year-old Cameron Hooker. and What a name. And his, the woman in the seat next to him, her name was Janice Hooker, who was 19. I'd like to clarify, no disrespect to said sex workers. Just disrespect to this couple because they're human garbage. Peace out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's how you have to say <laughs> Oh, yes. So... What Colleen didn't know was the two of them, Cameron and Janice, were actually out on the prowl that day looking for said hitchhiker to pick up. And so, after Colleen got into the van, Cameron took a little shortcutty, and he went to the woods nearby where no one was around, and then he held a knife to Colleen's neck, and then he forced Don't her... sensationalize and- it. And then, and then he forced her, and then he held a knife to Colleen's neck and made her put a 20-pound head box on, which... Okay, he's a carpenter, a little backstory, and he had hand-designed, like, handmade and, like, designed this box. It was soundproof. Um, She obviously couldn't see through it, and it was, like... into, it was no like a wood flow. box. Yeah, no, really an airflow, so it's like hot. And it's freak in there. For and little, yeah, um, it was a 20 pound box. It was basically like a whole thing that like enclosed everything like around her neck. Up. It was like a box, and the bottom had a hole for her neck, and then the okay, top so had like, like what I said. 
Well, yeah, like, but, like a hole I'm for just her head. A description. But the top had a hinge, and so it would close around her neck and then lock it. Which actually sounds terrifying as someone that has a little bit of claustrophobia. Um, well, we're just getting into it. Nah. <laughs> yeah, this scene, this like actually terrifies me. So if anyone wants to take Aubrey, this is her worst fear, so. Don't say that! <laughs> this is a true crime podcast. There's bound to be at least one listener that's like weird. Okay, yes. So after Collins was forced to put the like head box on, they then drove her to their house, which she was then led downstairs. And this is where the bad stuff starts happening. So while at the house... To say the least. Dang. Um, so while at the house, Janice and Cameron made a little agreement that Cameron could not have This is sex. not a visual platform. Sex with Colleen. Well, okay, you need to give a little backstory on that. The whole reason that Janice was, like, quote-unquote, letting him, which is, like, mm, whatever. But, like, letting him pick this girl up slash helping was that, like, he was abusive to her. And he didn't, or, like, and she, I guess, loved him, clearly. And, like, didn't want necessarily, or I don't know if she wanted out of it or what, but clearly it was not a healthy relationship. And so she basically just wanted someone to take the, like, uh, negative attention off her. So, like, basically giving her boyfriend someone or was it a husband yeah husband someone to like direct his like energy towards other than her but yeah like okay that's all basically i miss my cat so much i actually want my mom to bring my kitty cats up okay so after so the agreement that cameron and Janice had made was that he could not have sex with Colleen, but they could beat her and then make her watch Janice and Cameron have sex. So that is what they did at first. At first. Yeah. Which is so horrific in itself, but like, wait, you didn't even explain like where they're keeping her. In the basement. Where in the basement? Like, is she locked up? Yet. Maybe a chain or two. Maybe. Maybe a little attachment or so. So later, the Hooker family moved into a mobile home. And this is when they transferred Colleen. No, 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 no. She was in a box. She was in a box before the mobile home. She was just in a box that was sitting upright. So she couldn't lay down to sleep or anything. It was like a crate-style box. And she was in the box. Like, she had to, like, sit, like, imagine, like, sitting, like, crisscross, but, like, sitting up. Um, like, that's how she had to sleep. And then when they moved to the mobile home, that's when they had to put her under the bed because they didn't have any room for her. So that's when they made a different box. Yes. So they move into the mobile home and they make this three foot by six foot And by coffin. they, it was him. The yes. Husband. A three foot by six foot coffin-like container for Colleen to live in and 
so she couldn't like sit up or do anything like she would just and like just, there was like a little toilet in there if i remember right well not like, in the three foot by six foot box but oh i thought it was like in like the little like hole like there was like a little hole on the side i'm not even like like at the no, end she would they said that no she said that she could get out like one hour a day and she could use the restroom then at first and so Janice and Cameron, by the time they moved to the mobile home, they now had two daughters. And the daughters didn't have any idea that Colleen was obviously being kept hostage under the bed. But um, Colleen would later be able to get out of the box to clean the house and, and babysit the kids. And they thought that, like, she went home every night, which... What I'm confused is, like, what babysitter only babysits for, like, one hour a day and then goes home? I mean, clearly they're kids. Like, they don't know any better, but... um, And, like, they were also in that hour, like, they were taking her out to, like, beat her, right? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> like, lashings. And I think at this point, like, they trust her well enough. Also, there's another reason why, like, they trust her enough that they didn't think that she was going to escape. And you might want to explain that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm about to get into that part, Aubrey. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So, you, you may be wondering why she didn't try to escape. I'm sure you are. And this is because Cameron had told her that he was part of a satanic organization called The, the Company. Com- which I guess was like, he explained it as like the Illuminati or something. Well, he said it was like an underground, like, I think like black market or like dark market or whatever, like organization that was basically like a whole lot of hymns that was like, like a whole lot of people doing the same things he was doing, but like more powerful. And so that they were, they were saying that like, if she were to escape, like there was no point because then the company would get her. And, like, things would be even worse for her. And, like, they would either kill her or, like, sell her, like, traffic her or whatever. And, yeah. and like they note, said that I swear there's a Criminal Minds episode that's loosely based off of this case. Fun fact. Yep. So, that's why she was, wasn't escaping because of the... And she was a... F- Cameron also said that the quote-unquote company would go after her family if she tried to escape. And so they were, like, watching her family at all times already. And so she remained captive for many years, or a few more years after, like, this all started happening. And she actually and she actually signed a contract that they had, the hookers had written up that stated that she was their, like, slave. Their sex slave, right? Like, wasn't it explicitly a sex slave, though? I think so, yeah. Well, so, I guess there's somewhere in this that, though, maybe, like, Janice, is that her name even? Uh, there's some point where, like, clearly, like, she didn't want him to have sex with her, but then, um, I guess somewhere down the road that ended up being okay, or, like, it started happening, and I, like, I think there was a fracture, clearly, I mean, more so than there was even in the beginning between husband and wife, because, like, 
he was having relations. I don't even want to call it that. He was raping her at, like, some point. That started happening. And he, he at least, like, had a one-sided, like, emotional, like, messed up relationship with this girl that he was holding captive. I feel like that's important to know. Stop smiling. I'm not. You are. Okay. So over time, with her being a part of, not a part of the family, being held hostage, she slowly got to, like, earn more time out of the box. And she was even allowed to go visit her family one time. And... They thought that uh, she had joined a cult, right? Yeah, they said, well, Cameron went with her to this trip to her family. Oh, yes, and he pretended to be, like, her fiancé, right? Yeah, and her family later says that, like, they thought the lack of communication that Colleen was having with them and just, like, other stuff is that she was in a cult, but they didn't want to, like, pressure her to leave said cult because they thought that she would then, like, cut contact with their family forever. True. No comments? I mean, you kind of, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, I really just don't have a comment. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, Colleen, she was there for a total of seven years. Seven years? Actually, though, the- can you imagine that, though? Like, for realsies? Like, I was actually trying to conceptualize this. I can't even, like, it's the same thing with prison. Not the same thing. Like, even a little bit. But, like... <laughs> Just in the same way that I cannot conceptualize staying in prison, like, how people have lifelong sentences in prison, like, I just cannot conceptualize it. Like, a day would be too long. Like, but, like, even a, like, a week is, like, unimaginable. One year is crazy. Seven years? Like, how are you even, like, you're not the same person. I don't, I, I truly is mind-boggling to me that she's, like, a sane human being right now. You couldn't do a week in prison? No, I could do a week in prison. I don't know that I could do a week in a box with a soundproof box thing on and being, like, beaten and raped. Nah. But that's so true. Like, I really would. Like, I, I actually think I would panic. So, so she was there for seven years, and at the end of the seventh year, um, Cameron decided that he wanted Colleen as a second wife. But Janice was like, uh-uh-uh. I'm not having any of that. Because her whole reasoning for her being around in the first place was trying to, like, and her, like, very, very, like, screwed up, like, backwards mindset was that, like, she wanted, like, to have a better relationship, I guess, with her husband. Or, like, for her husband to, like, stop, like, treating her with, like, the resentment that he would later treat. (laughs) Colleen. Yes, so Janice was not happy. So Janice actually told Colleen that the company and all of this, like, threat, all the threats that Cameron had been making towards Colleen was all fake and it was all part of, like, this fictional world that he had made to keep Colleen from escaping. Well, yeah, she had tried to, like, the wife just told Colleen to like escape like she basically just said leave and 
calling and was like, but the company. And she's like, girl, the company's fake. Like, it's not real. Yeah, she was like, girl. Girl. It's fake. And she's like, well, crap. Like, it's fake all along. Can you imagine that, like, little, like, mind freak? Like, I wonder how she, if she was just like, oh. Oh. Whoa. Oh. All right. right. I'll just leave now. Yeah, like. Can I Like, you were there out? for seven years all, like, to find out that, like, you could have, like, technically. Like, clearly it's not her fault, like, even a little bit. But, like, I mean, at that point, like. It's a wonder she didn't develop all sorts of, like, Stockholm Syndrome and all the things. Well, they said that, she, yeah, she could have left because they, she even said, like, in a documentary that she gained enough trust to, like, be able, they would let her go on, like, jogs by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she would go back. Because, like. the company. Yeah, because she felt that they were going to, like, kill her family. Which, obviously, like, even if, with that, like, sort of threat, like, even if you're, like, half convinced it's fake or something, like, do you want to take that risk and it not be, like... I would. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, clearly, like, at that point, like, you don't think that it's imaginable that there's people in this world that would, like, kidnap you, stuff you in a box, and keep you for seven years, but that was true. So, like... I mean, at that point, I feel like it would be easy to imagine that there were other people like that in a whole network of them. Yeah. Which there probably are, God. God knows. God knows. God knows! God help us all. God will. God did. What is that to... God's but will? If, if God don't do it, it just won't get done. I made that TikTok. You remember that? No. I did that at Nana's house. What was... You just, like, mouthed it? Or was there, like, words on the screen? Uh... There were words. I don't really remember what it was about. It was about something about, like, homework or being late for school. Or something to that effect. Mm. Not entirely sure. Okay, so Colleen leaves. She's like, bye. And so she leaves, and months bye. go by... And Colleen doesn't go to the police, and but after several months, Janice does finally go to the police and confesses Wait. everything to the police officers. And wasn't it said that, like, I don't know if it was not revealed about this until later, but, like, wasn't it that, like, the, what's his name? Cameron. Cameron. Wasn't it that, like, Cameron, once he, like, he got home and, like, she wasn't there and Janice said that, like, because she had dropped her off at a bus stop, and she had said that, um, why am I blanking on all their names? Oh my god. What's her name? Girl? Colleen. Colleen. She had said that Colleen, um, had escaped, and, like, when Cameron found out, he had, like, it was said that, like, Cameron had cried when he had found out that she had, quote-unquote, escaped. Oh, yeah, because he formed, like, weird... Like, yeah, like, his side of an emotional, like, attachment with her. Yeah. And so, months after that, Janice goes to the police and, tell, like, confesses everything. And she tells the police that she was also a victim of Cameron and that she had been brainwashed and, like, it wasn't, like, her fault. I and, guess. I mean, I believe that, like, she was brainwashed and, like, he definitely probably manipulated her if like, like she had it in her to like let 
her escape, Call, calling escape. But, but still, at the same time, she like let her escape because she was just getting like jealous. Yeah, she, she was, was coming jealous. closer with her. I gotta say, I learned this in psychology. Something about like women is like men are tend to be more like physically violent or like jealous if women are like physically um what's my word for like uh in intimate no like like cheating but like in something infidelity yeah like but there's another word but if like men are more likely to be jealous if woman a woman is like basically woman woman is cheating on him physically whereas like men or as women are more likely to be jealous at with men if it's like an emotional sort of like cheating or if it's like like they're equally as hurt by both sort of so obviously like cameron was like emotionally cheating on janice with colleen at least in her eyes yeah so that's where it kind of comes in because after she tells the police obviously cameron gets taken in and he was charged with sexual assault and kidnapping using a knife and janice was giving immunity at his trial if she would testify and so there's lots of like controversy over that because like I just said like she only let Colleen go once he wanted to marry Colleen yeah and has also told the police that the year prior to them taking Colleen her and Cameron picked up an 18 year old girl named what? Marie Elizabeth Spanhank and they brought her to their house, and Cameron tortured her for days, and then murdered her, and they <gasps> disposed of her body. I don't think I body. Yeah. What? So, so if that was like, I understand that like she was clearly like emotionally manipulated. If it's true that he abused her physically as well, and like she was still trying to like stay with him, and that sh- the fact that she was still jealous in the first place obviously proves that they have some sort of, like, broken relationship or, like, messed up relationship. Like, whatever. However. Divorce, babe. Divorce. Divorce. And, I mean, okay, I realize toxic relationships are not easy to get out of and women are more likely to be, well, killed, basically. Like, they're just in danger. Like, it's very dangerous to get out of, like, an especially physically abusive relationship especially with the man like in that role i mean it's a very like masculine like manly cry yeah and like i guess toxic masculinity if you want to go there would probably uh lead them to some perhaps not great like mindsets or like that like if yeah I think it comes to a point of like just not knowing how to like emotionally process things because like yeah men don't cry or whatever so you have to like like talk to rather than be like, like conceal and don't feel yeah but rather don't like let anyone know but like more like putting on a show you know 
Yeah. Like just I was quoting it. Let It Go by Frozen. I was I just saying the lyrics. I was too. Did you not get that? No, you cut out. I said putting on a show, you know, like letting it go. But then you didn't get it, so you ruined it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, back to where we were talking about. So they murdered this other 18-year-old Jesus girl. Jesus so... Christ! <laughs> back to the murder! Okay, so Maybe we're back in court. sensitivity, Mr. Man. He doesn't know how to regulate his emotions. Just has I'm to be so, all aggressive. I'm... I'm influenced by toxic masculinity too much. Aren't we all? Not me, though. I'm perfect. You're perfect? I'm perfect. Okay, so Cameron... So after Janus testified against Cameron, he was found guilty and was given consecutive terms. Totally Wait, I, guess in- I feel like that's important to note. Like, she testified against him. Yeah, just, I, that was like a whole thing I said. I feel like I did not gather that. My bad. Are you like laying down right now or something? I'm very tired. And so he was given a total of 104 year sentences. Slay! He gone rotten there. Okay, so in 2015... (laughs) Levels, I regret saying that. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. And so, in 2015, he was denied parole, and it'll be another minimum of 15 years before he gets eligible for parole again. Yay! And so, Colleen is just thriving today. She really um, is, though. Like, she's doing so good. Like, yes. she's done a bunch of interviews, and she just seems very, like, clearly, girl's got trauma galore, but <laughs> but she really seems like she's doing so good. And I, like, actually, like, she's so strong because that is unfathomable. Unfathomable. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Colleen says that the only thing she suffers from chronic back pain and shoulder pain from being confined. And when she finally went back home, she received extensive therapy and she did eventually marry and have a daughter of her own. And she also joined an organization committed to help abused women and earned a degree in accounting after everything. And Janice and Colleen both still reside in California to this day. Do we know if Janice and Colleen are in contact? Because it's interesting that she, like, got, like, invested in an organization for abused women. Because, of course, she's like, falls into that category. But so does Janice, according to Janice. And so I wonder if she, like, sympathizes with her or... Is like, nah, that girl imprisoned me along with her husband for seven years. Because, like, she was clearly, like, even, like, okay, even if she was fully abused herself, Janice, I mean, and, like, manipulated, I can't even say to the same degree, but, like, like, to a high extent as well, like, that still does not necessarily excuse, like, it's not that it's 
you don't necessarily have to blame her for it, I guess. But, like, regardless, like, it wouldn't make it, like, the fact that, like, or to the point where that... I keep wanting to say Allison. Colleen? Colleen, holy crap. Um, like, to the point where Colleen would have to, like, or would, like, be, like, justified in forgiving her necessarily, or, like, needed to forgive her, I guess. I don't know, yeah. I guess I'm going on a tangent, but... Like, I just, it's kind of a sticky situation. Yes, it is, Aubrey. And so... <laughs> I appreciated that. I need that. Um, Colleen is now 67. And, yeah. She never made it to that friend's party, though, so... Marcus. She missed seven years of her life! I'm sorry, I just read this article and it says, Colleen, who is 67 today, was attempting to get to a friend's party, but never made it. Period. (laughs) Really had to sensationalize that bit. Um, No, but I don't know. I know I've said this like a million times. I just cannot overstate the fact of like how bonkers crazy it is to me that she is like, okay, even like a little bit okay. Because, like, how do you, what do you do with yourself? Like, okay, among all the other crap, imagine the boredom of being in a box for 23 hours a day. Like, literally, what do you do? Like, how do you not go insane? I don't know. Even staying in my little dorm room for, like, half a day makes me feel, like, crazy. I feel like I could do it, though. Stay in your dorm room or stay in a box? A box. For seven years? No, but a day. Basically seven years. 24 hours. Like, 24 hours times 365 times seven. Whatever that is. Oh, wait, no. Times 24 times 365 times seven. Please stop Let's do some math. So if she's in that box 23 hours a day, 23 times... Seven. No, you don't need to do 23 times 7. You need to do 23 times 300, then times 7. 18,395 hours a year. No, a year. So that's a year, and then times 7. So, in generality, she spent around... In in something around... In approximately. Yeah. Approximately... She spent around 58,765 hours in a box. For seven years. And somehow didn't go crazy. Well, that is seven years. I just... Okay. It wasn't this and seven years. That would be 14 years, pretty much. Not pretty much, exactly. But, anyways... Um... Yeah. That's actually just wild to me. Can you imagine also as the family, like, you never really hear about their side of things. Like, did they not, like, the investig, like, was there not, like, an open investigation, like, searching for her the whole time? Because I know she eventually went and visited them, but there was, like, that was, like, years later, right? Yeah. I don't, maybe they weren't close. Maybe they weren't chill like that. I mean, I guess she was an adult, so I know in a lot of those cases, like, when an adult, disappears and there's not like any like clear foul, pr- foul play the a lot of times like, like, well 
Yeah, like she's an adult. She can she can disappear. What do you do? If God ain't gonna bring her home. We sure as hell We ain't. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's true. Fine. Yes, so thank y'all so much. We appreciate your loving listens this week. Loving um, listens? Is that what you just said? Yes, and so next week we will be covering another case and hopefully Aubrey will uh, schedule her time better. Okay, y'all, I cannot over-explain. I had four classes today. I'd wake up at like 10, which I realize is not that early. But I and she had sleep paralysis. I had sleep paralysis this morning. It like I don't like okay, not like the demons. I everyone I've told today has been like, like the demons. No, just sleep paralysis. Like at like six a.m. and I couldn't sleep and I finally went to sleep and I woke up at ten and then I had four classes and I didn't get out until five o'clock and then I had to go eat dinner and then I had to go bring someone, my friend, her setting spray and go get food. And then come back here, and then I had a thing with my sorority, and... Aubrey's life is so hard, guys. You I know. I, I heard myself, so I had to, like, clarify. <laughs> I realized I am very fortunate, and I am very grateful for all of my opportunities. I really am. However, today has just been a lot. Yes. So anyways, yes, I'll schedule my time better next week. And then, Peace and love. And then the next episode will be airing on Aubrey's birthday, guys. Wait, no, it's not. It'll be airing the day after my birthday. My it's birthday on Sunday? On Sunday. Won't it be airing on Monday morning? Oh, yeah. He was wrong. Also, is that next Monday? My daughter goes. Yeah. Wait, no, it's not. What are you talking about? No, it's in like two Mondays. What? My birthday. Two Sundays, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. The next episode after this one airs. I forget that this is... Okay, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. All right, yeah. Okay. Give me some break. Give me some break. Okay. It. Well, we'll see y'all next time. Thank you. This has been My Crime Diary. Are you not going to tell them to, like, leave a review or anything? Oh, yes. Quotes, leave um, a review if you feel like it. Yeah, smash that like button, smash and that I, subscribe I, button, I smash that... I did not say to smash anything. No smash like button in... I don't even think there is a like button on podcasts. Okay, well... Just, you know, that five stars. Yeah. Smash that download automatic downloads. You know... But if you're just listening to it, that's enough, too. That's enough. Maybe leave some, like, little, like, comments, concerns, suggestions for cases. Aubrey can do better. Oh, yeah, cases. Or Marcus. Oh, yeah, or Marcus. Aubrey will have a microphone, guys, hopefully by next episode. Maybe. Things you like, things you hate. Probably more of the latter, but that's okay. Uh, unless I get yes. butt hurt, then it won't be okay. 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 Bye. Bye. Holy shit, I'm so tired.